All right, screw it. We're going live. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. Hey, what the hell? I don't know what has been going on. Like, electronics hate me, but damn it, here we are. I hope that we're live out there somewhere. I'm going to go look on my, hey, I should, I'm, on, I'm streaming on Facebook. So howdy, howdy to the two people that are watching us out there. Uh, hopefully uh, something will work somewhere. And worst case, we'll just record this freaking thing and we'll post it later, I guess. I, I don't know. Right, yeah. um, so, hey, welcome to um, I Kiss Alcohol Goodbye episode number six this is an alcohol uh and masculinity roundtable i am being joined by three middle-aged dudes like myself um so uh sorry we don't have a more diverse group for this one but that's okay uh diversity in area and diversity in backgrounds and experiences alcohol um i am dana Kroll, your host i live in Groveport, ohio which is near columbus and I'm the father of three boys, husband of almost 18 years, and uh, I kissed alcohol goodbye on February 16, 2022. So I'm coming up on, actually today would make eight weeks. So, hey, super eight weeks to celebrate with you guys. I'm joined tonight by, first of all, uh, in your top left, if you're seeing it the way I'm saying it, that's Rodolfo uh, Kirshner. I think I'm saying his name wrong because he actually did the more proper German pronunciation. Good, brother, good. There we go. Okay, good. He's joining us from a boat, from a boat, a, a bus somewhere deep <laughs> in the heart of Texas. Uh, he is a fitness nut, and he is not an alcoholic. He actually does not drink at all. And the reason that I invited him, to be honest, because he grew up with an alcoholic in his household uh, as a kid. He's going to tell you more about that in just a little bit. He is. Uh, 41 years old, so I got him by just about a year. He has two kids, a boy and a girl. They are twins, and he described them as his world. Uh, next uh, in your top right is Dan Larrick. He's down in Mason, Ohio. I just had him on for episode five from I Kiss Alcohol Goodbye, and we chatted the other night for about 40 minutes uh, after some serious technical difficulties. We, we went from Instagram to Zoom, and we made it work, and Dan shared some great stuff for us. He's a fitness trainer, uh, runs a garage-based gym uh, called Laric Fitness, and uh, he has been sober for almost five years. He's going to tell you more about that here in a few minutes, and he's 34, if I remember correctly. He's 30-something. He's, he's the young buck in the, in the chat. Um, and then last but not least is Sober Bo uh, that you see there in the bottom right with the sweet-ass Nike hat. And uh, I don't know if he's rocking another monster like I am, but he and I both in the hype post. Yeah, we were hyping it with white monsters yeah. uh, just like <laughs> the other night <laughs> with my Boston uh, sister, <laughs> Brittany Ginsburg. So we're going to rock the white monsters again tonight. And um, Bo... Uh, was a right-handed pitcher who was drafted to the major leagues uh, before alcohol and other addictions uh, really destroyed uh, that career. And uh, then he went on to serve in the Army. He and I actually served in the same unit. He was just there about 10 years before I was the Rockassans third brigade of the 101st Airborne Division. And uh, we actually both served in Raider Rockassans, the old 2nd Battalion, before it got disbanded. Uh, about 15, 12, oh my God, whatever, we're old now. It was a long time ago. But anyway, both 49, uh, so he's, he's flirting with 50. Uh, he has two uh, kids, a daughter who's 22 that he was recently reunited with. He might tell us a little bit about her. She's out in Idaho with him. And he has a 25-year-old son in Nashville who is actually stationed at Fort Campbell. Uh, they're in the 101st Airborne Division. Um, I, yeah, let's see. Rodolfo's in Texas. Bo is in 
Idaho, I'm in Ohio, and Dan's in Ohio. I think I covered everything. All right, so what we're just going to do is um, take comments from the chat if you guys want to. I don't know if you're able to see the chat. If you're not, I will um, kind of read them off every once in a while as a moderator. My goal is to talk as little as possible because when we rehearse this, you guys did a great job of shooting the shit, and that's our goal for this. It's just to have you guys talk about alcohol, your experience with alcohol growing up, how it affected you, and what role does it play from your perspective in masculinity. So let's start with just a couple minutes from each of you to introducing yourself, and then we'll just we'll just take off. Sean is here, my text chat sister. Thank you for joining us from out in Colorado, and welcome to the four other people who are streaming right now. Go for it. Uh, Rodolfo, you're up first, buddy. Okay. Um, yeah, my story. Uh, yeah, my name is Rodolfo Kishner. Uh, my side of the story is uh, my, my my mother. Uh, since I can have use of memory, she's been she drank. She she has she's an alcoholic and and my side is is all of the stuff that I went through. Um, the other side, uh, being a kid, being um, the constant uh, parents fighting, the constant, uh, it wasn't abuse, but it was just uh, a household that was never, ever safe at all. Um, yeah, you came, every time that I came home, it was like, you just, you were just in a constant war that you never knew where where the attack was coming from. So yeah, it was really tiring its day. So uh, she, I, we haven't been able, she hasn't been able to, to leave the drinking. So yeah, uh, to this day, you, you, you wake up every single morning just waiting for the, sometimes it's just the bad news. Uh, it's the afternoon thinking about stuff, the, the constant being nervous, the constant, so yeah, that's that's part of my uh, problem with alcohol and the reason why I hate it. So yeah, cool. Me. Thank you, Rodolfo. Hey, let's uh, bounce over to no, Bo. No, it looks like Dan got bounced off. So Bo, if you want to go for it. Yeah, you bet. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, perfect. I can hear I you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? You got me okay. Yeah, I got you. A little bit of a lag. Uh, thanks for sharing that, Rodolfo. I appreciate it. Um, my name is Bo Payne, and I am turning 49 this year. So I'm kind of the old man of the group here. Uh, like Dana introduced our uh, the three of us, uh, Dan, Rodolfo, and myself, um, I served in the 101st Airborne Division, Rockson 3rd Brigade. And uh, I was drafted uh, a couple times. Uh, Brewers, Florida Marlins, uh, before I enlisted in the Army. And uh, made some bad decisions in life. Uh, a lot of childhood drama, a lot of things that affected me. I uh, turned to drugs and alcohol for a long time. A long story short, I ended up in jails for um, about 10 years. I didn't make it as a baseball player, um, but I'm somewhat of a redemption story. I finally got sick and tired of sick and tired of hurting other people, and well, hurting myself mainly. But even more importantly, I got sick and tired of hurting other people, uh, my family, my friends, uh, everybody that I'd pushed away in life. So I'm coming up on six years clean and sober and uh, just love to tell a story to 
show people that there is redemption, there is recovery. And uh, no matter how far down the scale you've gone, uh, just don't give up because uh, there's miracles out there waiting for you. So Dana, uh, great to meet you. I've met Rodolfo earlier. Uh, these are fantastic guys and I'm looking forward to uh, chatting tonight. Yeah, we're so glad to have you guys here. And uh, you know, the great thing about both of you guys is that, well, not the great thing, at least for this conversation, is that you both grew up in homes where you describe being in fear. Um, you know, what what do you think it is about American culture that has made us glamorize alcohol consumption or normalize it so that it's just like a given that mom and dad drink and it leads guys like like me who likes to think of himself as a decent guy to like drink way too much in front of my kids, you know, and have never been physically abusive to them. And if I was, I probably wouldn't be here because I would probably have killed myself. But like, I just, I, I don't understand why someone who has every opportunity in the world like me with great parents, great home and everything else. Why do I, why do guys like me or like us think it's okay to drink like that? Um, whether we grow up in a home with lots of alcohol in it, or uh, like you guys did, or one where, I mean, my dad drank, he's a Vietnam veteran, but he didn't drink, I don't think to, you know, to, to escape things. Maybe he did, but I didn't see it. But I mean, I remember drinking with my dad, shooting pool and shit in the basement and smoking cigarettes. And my mom was like, what the hell is wrong with you guys? But like, why is that socially acceptable? I just would love to hear from you guys. You know, we're all in our forties here. We've been around for a minute. And uh, what do you think it was about culture from the seventies, eighties and nineties that led us into the new millennium where booze is just like part of life in America? Can I, I want to take this take one this first. first. You want, you want it? Yeah, you want go, go ahead, go ahead, you first. No. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, it's funny you asked this, Dana, because I was, um, I pulled up to a, a, a little convenience store, 7-Eleven type deal yesterday, um, actually, as I was on my way into an AA meeting. And uh, you know how they have all these liquor signs and glamorizing it. And, and I saw this little bottle on this big, big advertisement that said Monaco. And it said it wasn't malt liquor, but it was cheap. And it had like 13 percent and oh yeah at the bottom of the sign and at the bottom of the sign it said drink responsibly okay nobody's going to get cans of monaco malt liquor to drink responsibly but they make it out to be like okay you're going to drink monaco you're going to be on a beach in the south france with whomever and just oh, yeah. enjoying you know but the actual truth is is that Nobody is going to buy a little thing of 13% alcohol to drink responsibly. I mean, and they just push it on people and the culture and, and the advertising agencies and the, and the people that run things, even these mocktails and these non-alcoholic drinks, they're all, they're all run by like Smirnoff and Cuervo and, 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 and it's really dangerous for an alcoholic to, you know, to, to delve into that kind of thing. And I know that's not really the question you were asking about, but it just kind of, made me laugh and think about yesterday that advertisement that i saw you know they they make it so appealing looking and uh in actuality yeah. nobody yeah, was going to buy a drink response yeah. yeah what does drink, drink response mean it means and, and, buy and more booze 
most and the and the other thing is is now it's like a bonding thing it's really sad because a bonding thing through a dad and his son is to have some beers even if you're gonna if, if in both example when you're gonna go have some gonna go pitch your to your son and then you're gonna have some beers after that and it's normal i mean one one of the things on on my side that i my, my kids would will never ever smell at least the now they're five now until at least they're 12 smell alcohol on me that's one of the things that oh, I, I i remember so much just going to talk to my dad or my mom and, and the smell just the yeah it's the smell on alcohol, the 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 the, the you talking to them and and they're not even there. They're they're, they're just gonna be like yeah 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 that, drinking and all of that. I said that's not gonna happen to me ever. And 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 on my brother's side, that's I've seen him in 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 parties and stuff like that. And he's that way as well. I mean he. Either you follow or or you change it totally. The, the stuff you see from your parents. Either you you go the same route or you change it totally. Get me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me good, good or, I'm, or I'm cutting off? Yeah, no, you're good. Keep oh, going. Okay. I'm just I'm gonna let Bo follow up on that one. Do you want me to go ahead? Yeah. Yeah. So I no, I I agree, Rodolfo and. One of the things that I missed out on as a child and as a baseball player before I um, was drafted and went to college and 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 should have by by all means you know made it, but a lot of things happened where I didn't. I grew up in a there was not a lot of alcohol in my family, but my father's a Vietnam veteran, um, did two tours, sixty eight, sixty nine, a place called Docto, Play Coup, other places and. Uh, he was an infantry uh, platoon leader and then went into other places, kind of like Dana. And he brought the war home with him. And uh, yeah. I grew up in extreme ex extreme violence and dysfunction. And I grew up in a culture of absolute fear to where I was scared to death to step out of line. I was scared to death to miss a, miss a free throw. I was scared to death to, wow. I was a soccer goalie to, to let in a goal. I was scared to death to strike out at a game for fear of what would happen to me. You know, the beatings and everything that ensue as I came home. And, and my, my father was not, not a good man. And, and you know, and it is what it is. Um, yeah, it is so what it is, exactly. Yeah, it is what it is. And I turned to alcohol and drinking and, and drugs at a very young age, at age 11, because I just had no self-esteem and no self-confidence and it had been beaten out of me. And I just, all I knew was violence and dysfunction. And, and when I started to drink, it made me feel better. It made me feel like, uh, it made me feel more attractive. It made me feel smoother. I could talk to girls. I could, I was wittier, I was funnier. And it was everything that I wasn't. It was everything that, it made me feel everything about myself that I truly hated inside about myself. And um, pretty soon from that, some incidents happened, and I just kept drinking and drinking and drinking and using drugs, and it just got out of control for many, many years. So, so. There's a reasons why people drink. Um, a lot of reasons why people end up the way they do. A lot of it is, stems from childhood issues and, and trauma and things like that. 
Um, but once we get old enough and if, if we can deal with them, it's not too late to turn our lives around exactly. And talking with you earlier, Rodolfo, about your story, it's, it's so powerful growing up, not being an alcoholic and a drinker yourself, but witnessing, you know, just kind of the, the sadness, you know, in the family and, and what you talked about with your mom and things like that, and the drinking too. Drinking affects so many people. You don't have to be an alcoholic to be, to affect people, you know, We're, exactly. it's, a, it's a ripple effect yeah, for that, sure. that spreads. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and one of the things that, that we were talking about, uh, the cancer on my on my dad, uh, my my dad uh, became, uh, for example, my, my dad went on, on business trips and every single business trip, my mom would be like going smash drunk and me and my brother, I was, I'm five years older than my brother, I was five, and I was taking care of a one-year-old, and yeah, my mom was like, yeah, God with you, both of you, so yeah, it was really hard uh, uh, on, uh, and my father was a really good, uh, he was a, a financial planner, he was really, really good, and a lot of stuff uh, went downhill for him because he couldn't do, couldn't work, I mean, Every single time he leaves the house, it was like he didn't know if he was going to come back. And, and we, we ate, we drank water, we a lot of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like we were talking, I mean, if it, on that age, it's, it's nice. Now that we have the, the, the hairy balls that we talked about, it's, it's still, it's still, it's still, it still affects the, it, to, to this day. It's, it's the same feeling because I have my own house, everything, but you still feel uh, that uncertainty on, on now, now me being his son, that she will be okay in an hour, in two hours, at night, in the morning. It's, it's you, you get me, right? It's just absolutely all around, like, yeah, 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 all around just tiring. I mean... I'm I'm always sending a DM. Good, are you, are you? And she gets mad. It's like, yeah, leave me alone. I'm good. So it's it's, yeah, it's it's all around. Yeah, it's it's tough sometimes. Yeah, uh, you know, alcoholism is a family disease. It, it's not just, even though if there's one alcoholic in the family, it can affect the father, the mother, the son, the daughter, the brother, the sister, aunts, uncles. I mean, it just you drop a little pebble in in the in the lake or the, the river and it just the ripple effects just have tentacles that affect everybody and like you said rodolfo it's it's my family had to deal with me i was a full-time chore is he dead did he overdose my mom's is he am i going to get a call am i going to get a call saying he's in the morgue um you know just just on and on and on and and, and just the constant living in stress and worry about loved ones is enough to give you a disease alone, you know? And, exactly. And so it's, And like Bo and I were talking, you get to agree that, 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 that mentally you have to let go of the, of the, of, I mean, your mom, your son, your brother, your, I mean, and that's, that's, I mean, it's unnatural. 
but that's how you have to do if, if now you're gonna go with them honestly you're you're gonna uh, you're gonna have a slow death i mean it's sad but you have to just put it in god's hands and say hope it all works out for the best right you know there's a there's something i call that and it's detaching with love Exactly. And I think I told wow. him, yeah, you know, we don't have to not stop loving our our siblings or our parents or our mothers or, you know, but sometimes we have to detach from them. And I had people that had to detach. I didn't have people. I had everybody who had to detach from me. Yeah. Like I told you, Rodolfo, my mother in 2009 said, I, I can't deal with you anymore. You know, you've been in and out of jails and prisons and you're costing me money and you're giving me hypertension and the stroke and and she said you're no more she said i'll always love you you'll always be my son but you're out of the family and i can't talk to you ever and uh and she did and she stuck to her guns and 14 years later 13 14 years later my mom and i are best of friends you know and so there's miracles in sobriety and that's why i was you know urging you don't you know don't give up you know always i, I know you'll always have love for your mom but and, and it goes against our nature to say I have to give up on you. It, it give it. It's it's not. You know what I mean. It's like we don't want to say that. I don't. I, I have to give up on our son. My you daughter, never want to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but in order. But but you said it, Rodolfo. They, we will take, not you because you're not an alcoholic, but myself personally. I will take these other people down with me, when I drank, and they had to do it for self preservation to to cut me out of their life. And when I hit rock bottom last time years ago in a, in a penitentiary in a state prison cell i had to look around and say it doesn't matter all this stuff that i went through as a kid all this abuse in every box check it off you know physical emotional sexual everything it, it does it gets to a point where it doesn't matter anymore it's like i'm a grown man i know how to get better either i'm going to do it or not and i finally just said i'm going to get sober one day at a time and it's been almost six years and I have a program that I work and slowly, but and slowly, but surely, you know, people have come back into my life and drove and, and, you know, my mom, my sister, my, my daughter, you know, my, my son, my, my, my children and I are working on a relationship and, and it's just beautiful. And, um, you know, so a lot of really neat things are born out of real tough circumstances, you know, and, and it's just, uh, you know, keep the faith and, and, and do your best. <laughs> But what would and, you and say that, was the thing that um, kept you from getting to that place where you finally made that decision when you were that about was my, my question age, as well, 42, yeah. 43? Like, what what do you think it was about? Was it the macho guy in you, the you know, the professional athlete, the old Rakasan in you? I mean, what do you think it was that kept you from yeah. getting to that place until you were in your early in your early forties? yeah no excellent question dana and here's the thing is that yes lost ranger battalion <laughs> you know third brigade 187 rockassons one of the hardest units in you know the united states military let alone the army so you know tough guy stuff you know drafted by professional baseball teams you know that's cool stuff i guess you know i don't care about it anymore um but here's the thing is that i always had this facade i would always try to portray myself as this guy who was confident had it together, but inside I was crumbling. You know, I was a full-blown drug addict and alcoholic by the time I was 15. 
and I'd started using drugs years before that, but I mean, full blown and trying to keep it together. And I was so insecure about myself and, and, and I had such low opinion of myself that I just hurt so much. And I was so scared of everything. And I had so much fear. I was just driven by fear in my entire life. And I just got to the point, you know, where I had gotten another DUI of many, and I was back in prison for a few years. And this is a handful of years ago. And I said, enough's enough. I said, I, I have all these God given tools. That a lot of us do. I'm like, I'm just wasting away. I'm wasting away. I have no relationship with my son or my daughter. I have no relationship with my mother. All my friends have left me. My wife divorced me and is living with one of the, an ex friend of mine. I mean, I am at rock bottom. What am I going to do about it? Am I either going to rise up, take responsibility for, you know, or am I just going to keep blaming everybody else and blame the world? And I had to stop regardless of what happened to me. I said, no, I'm not blaming anyone anymore. This is me. I'm the one common denominator in this entire thing, the shit show of my life. And that's me. And when I was able to say that and then concede that every time I touch alcohol to my mouth, not only do I hurt myself, but more importantly, I hurt other people. I just started to change and, and day by day. And I live one day at a time, you know, and that's why I, I tell, told Rodolfo kind of what I just said earlier is that it's never too late for an alcoholic to, to get better, you know, and, and we talked about Rodolfo, Rodolfo and I talked about his mom and you were hearing us talk a little bit and it's never too late for somebody to find redemption and to find purpose in life. And that's what I've done, you know, and, and it's been almost six years of not a drink or a drug in my system. And, and I, you know, I've got a great career and a life and, a, and a, you know, I have insight, you know, like I told you guys earlier, not, and I'll shut up and let you guys talk, but when anyone asks me, no, no, what's, go ahead, go ahead, go, go, go. Well, well, when anyone asks me, they say, you know, what's the greatest thing that sobriety has given you? And I, and I will say unequivocally, like, boom, it won't even take me half a second to get it out of my mouth. I feel comfortable in my own skin. And it, as a young child, all the way up until like age 40, 41, I just hated myself. I had loaded guns to my head, you know, whacked out on everything. I'm begging God, please just let me kill myself. I just take me, you know, years ago. And, and, and today I couldn't even dream of that life anymore. And it's all because I just surrendered to the fact that I can't drink anymore and took responsibility for the things that happened in my life. And now the sky's the limit. Rodolfo, what would you, I'm so glad you, like you totally uh, answered the next question I was going to ask because when we were chatting in the rehearsal, where, by the way, all of the audio and video and everything worked perfectly. And then, yeah, I know <laughs> because like, because freaking electronics hate me. I have this like force field around me that makes shit break. But like you answered my my follow up question, which was I really wanted everyone to hear what you saying that about, you know, that you learn to love yourself, learn to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. And that's something that I'm sensing right now that like my whole life, I've been a super energetic guy, uh, like over the time. I mean, I'm ADHD. I should have been diagnosed 30 years ago and medicated 30 years ago, but I wasn't for whatever reason. But that's part of what makes me me. Like, I, I don't, I come naturally caffeinated, like uh, Danny Rojas says on Ted Lasso. You know, like, that's me. I'm just, I'm just not a professional soccer player. What a, like he is on what a great but, show. If anyone hasn't oh seen gosh. Ted Lasso, oh, the greatest. Yes, you have to. Yeah, it's awesome. Right? It's awesome. If you do. 
And Rudolfo, you've seen it? Who is like the most <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. And he uses alcohol to cope until his therapist comes over and basically like kicks him in the face and says like, yeah. dude, let's get out of here. It's even his boss on Christmas Day. He's sitting in the house, or sitting in his flat drinking. And his boss, the owner of the club, comes over and gets him and takes him out to go do good works for others. Yeah. So what I'm curious about to see here from Rodolfo, how have you been um, comfortable in your skin? Because I, we've just started to get to know each other recently as well. But you said it when we did our rehearsal this afternoon and afterwards you messaged in our little group chat there on Instagram. You feel like we were like talking to lifelong friends here. And that's what I felt like, too. I can tell, man, and I, I'm kind of a, a, an idiot when it comes to reading people sometimes, uh, and I can get taken advantage of, but man, like, when I meet a real person like Bo and a real person like you, what I want to know is how are you so comfortable in your own skin? Because when I see your posts on Instagram, you have this vibe about you that's just, like, so warm and so genuine and... Like, you can just tell Rodolfo is just Rodolfo. He's not trying to impress anybody. He's just doing this because he loves life and he loves people. How, what made you that way so that you didn't go the alcohol route like Bo and I did? It, it was, it was, I mean, when, when, when Bo and I were talking a while ago, I've gone through so much stuff in my life. It's, it's, you have no idea. I mean, to get to this point, I had to go, I, I did my rock bottoms as well, not on alcohol, but I had, you have no idea how many, how much stuff I have a divorce as well. Um, I, I, it took me 10 years to have my kids and then I got the blessing of having twins. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was a whole turnaround. I mean, um, uh, faith wise, I was never a guy that that believed I, I i think i posted today or yesterday that you have to have a belief in something anything you could you could choose whatever you want just have a belief and grab onto it and it will pull you to places of absolutely no idea where you could be so um yeah every single day uh i grab like I, every single day i wake up and i think of the stupidest just smallest blessing that you could have if it's the pillow i slept in if it's the i'm being i'm not out in the cold if it's if uh, somebody giving sending me a dm if i woke up good whatever the the dumbest thing from there on out everything else that's a plus is going to be a blessing and it's going to make you see bright stuff from there on out i mean so um yeah i've been through it absolutely everything in life i, I, I think so i hope so i mean if if there's <laughs> I, I, i've done the alcohol thing but from there on out i mean i've been I've, I've never done drugs either but i've gone through a lot of stuff and every single day i wake and look for the the, the blessing in life and i'm grateful and i'm grateful for for the the, the day i'm grateful for the, the the thing you that that my I told you about my my told me the the double A theory that uh, be great. I'm not gonna be an alcoholic for today. I I do that daily on on just being happy today. I mean, forget about tomorrow. That shit. Just 
abscond. Did we lose it? All right. Well, back. I'll jump in Can here I? in case oh. he's still frozen on my side. So what I was going to say, Bo, Man. can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you. I got a ton okay. to say. That okay, Bo, I'm going to ask you this then, and Rodolfo, when he comes back, it's, can jump back in. It's not going to ever happen okay. again. There we Don't go. A lot of we stuff. We, we, sometimes we lift stuff two times. Rodolfo, sorry, you cut out for a second, so I like was jumping in the – we missed about 20 seconds. <laughs> I just, but so, what Rodolfo was saying, can I just right before you, you ask yeah, the question? Yeah, go for it. What Rodolfo oh, was saying. Oh, crap. Ah, damn it. Oh, no. Get him back. Get That's him right, back. Bo, go for it. Go ahead. Okay, so just, just, just real quick. Like, he, he just nailed it because, you know, I, I try to live in gratitude all the time for the very littlest things, you know. Gratitude is so important to me. You know, when my feet hit the, the floor in the morning and they hit like a nice, comfortable, you know, carpet, they don't hit, you know, an old, cold, freezing concrete jail cell or prison cell. You know, I, I'm grateful for the downs in my life and I'm grateful for the ups in the life. And like Rodolfo said, the, just the littlest things for a nice pillow, for warmth outside, for a nice place to live in, you know, for but I'm most grateful for the relationships that I have in my life. You know, I don't care about nice things. I mean, we all like nice things, but when they put us in the ground, can, can you guys hear me? Did, did, okay, so when they put us in the ground, but when our time on earth is over, they're not gonna remember us for how many zeros we had in our bank account or how many, you know, if we drove a Ferrari or a Mercedes, you know, whatever. They're gonna remember us, A, for how we treated people and B, the relationships that we have formed with other, with other human beings. And for me, over the last handful of years, the relationships that I've formed with people have given me the most infinite gratitude for my life. And, and it's like Rodolfo said, too, just the little, littlest things to be grateful for. And it just, it just brings happiness to me. And I think that happiness is infectious, you know. And uh, I try to be positive, you know, even through the bad times in life, because there's always lessons to be learned. So that's just what I wanted to say on that. Well, I'm glad that you said that, because um, I just want to talk about the issue of powerlessness, because I think this is why I haven't started AA and gotten a sponsor. Um, I, you know, when I went through IOP a year and a half, almost two years ago, um, I mean, I, I read some of the big book just in addition to the curriculum that we were doing and daily zoom calls, it was, you know, six months into COVID. So I was just in my garage every yeah. day, day trading and, and uh, going to meetings. And it was very helpful, yeah. had great group facilitators and stuff. And some folks in there, I'm sure were in AA, but I thought I, there was like a little free library, I think. And the, you know, I saw the big blue, big blue book. I was like, screw it. I'll read it. So I read, I didn't read all the stories at the end, but I read through the 12 steps and everything. And my mom has been through Al-Anon uh, which yeah. is very helpful because she knows how to help me and not to help me. Um, but yeah. I haven't done a 12 yeah. step myself because that first step, I think, you know, uh, you know, like I was telling you, Bo, and a lot of our listeners, viewers, um, you know, I was an army chaplain. I mean, I was a lifelong Christian yeah. seminary graduate, uh, you know, ordained minister and all that. And I mean, religion was at the center of my life and I'm at a place where, um, you know, I, Rodolfo had checked on me today because I made some posts that I'm like, I'm just, I'm just having a shitty week and, you know, I want to drink today, but I'm not going to because I've got this podcast. 
uh, to look forward to. I've got those three boys of ours that I posted a picture of. And um, you know, I guess I just don't want to um, I, I, what I've struggled with is that issue of powerlessness, because I, I, for me, it, it's got all these theological connotations of submission to God and all these things. And I'm just in a place where, like, I'm just not talking to God right now. And I mean, I just I don't even have a desire to talk to God. And so I've been I, I'm wondering if that's like just a masculine pride in me. Is that an American pride? Is that just a human condition? Uh, you know, I listened to a wonderful podcast. I'm going to shut up and let you actually answer this long ass question, by the way. Oh. But I, I listened to a wonderful podcast that I've mentioned, I think, in one of the other episodes. It's called Fucking Sober. Um, Katie Mack writes and produces and narrates this, and she's brilliant. Um, and it's like a semi fictional account, uh, mostly non fictional, she says, but some fiction. And um, when she was dealing with the God issue, she, it's about her first 90 days of sobriety. And she goes to her first AA meeting and she's finding out that, <clears throat> uh, you know, God, they, she's like, people in AA talk about God and they talk about him a lot, you know, and she's like, I didn't grow up in a religious house and whatever. And I'm she back. explains how in AA you don't have to have, it doesn't have to be God, like, you know, old white guy with a beard on a throne, like it's so stereotypically portrayed in America or in the West. It, it can be anything. And it's what Rodolfo just said, which is you just need to find something. You need to believe in something. And so for Mac, uh, Katie Mac goes by Mac. She she says that she she when she prayed the serenity prayer, it was uh, she had like a, a koala plush toy that she called Kevin. And so she would say, Kevin, grant me the serenity. To, you know, and she would instead of praying it to God, she would pray to Kevin the koala. And um, she credits her sobriety to Kevin. Uh, and for me, I, what I was texting Rodolfo today uh, when he was checking on me and saying, hey, bro, are you all right? You can vent to me. And I'm like, I'm just exhausted. I can't even talk about anything right now. I just, you know, all I've got energy for right now is like the podcast and my boys and swimming and like <laughs> that's it. But um, yeah. what I texted him back was that, you know, I do believe in love. And for me, that has to be enough. Yeah. So I, I, now that Rodolfo's back on, awesome. We brought it full circle. I glad for about five minutes to stall. Um, but I want to let Bo answer this question. What do you think it is in me? Is it is it pride? It's not necessarily about me. I'm just a generic. I mean, I'm your average middle-aged, Midwestern, yeah. middle-income white dude. I mean, like, I, I'm the... I'm, I'm as generic as you can get as far as an American stereotype. So what do you think it is about guys like me that keep us from wanting to admit powerlessness in that first step yeah. if I'm getting the steps right? There's a couple things. There's a few things, actually. And I never. OK, so let me preface this by saying my program of recovery is Alcoholics Anonymous. And I do have a power greater than myself that I have a faith in. However, I'm from the camp of whatever is working for you out there, stay with it. If you're staying sober by doing something and you're happy and you're, you're sober is quality and it's not an AA, I'd suggest stay with it. You know, I'm not one of these people that says, you need AA to get sober and you need a, you know, I'm not like that. I'm all inclusive. I want people to be happy and I want people to be happy in sobriety. Now, having said that, to answer your question, Dana, I don't think this is proprietary to you know, Midwest, uh, prototypical, you know, white guy from the States. <laughs> you know, I think that, I think this is a human issue. And I think possibly, you know, I mean, you're, you're United States Army Ranger, you're Rakasan, 
which in my books is just just as good if not better <laughs> but you know i'm biased <laughs> you know just those kind of that you're a combat veteran and you know survival or you know surrender really is not a word that was in your vocabulary for a long time am i right so that's 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 one thing two is that we're stubborn asses man and we're prideful and we have egos and here's the thing like step one in alcoholics anonymous says you know an army i'm an army veteran an infantry veteran you know this and but step one in alcoholics anonymous says we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and our lives had become unmanageable so i never had a problem admitting that i was powerless over this stuff because i knew every time i drank i just could not stop drinking but you told me i was unmanageable oh hell no don't you tell me that i can manage it as i'm laying in some gutter in my own puke and whatever other bodily you know but that's real manageable as i'm on to my 19th job in three months you know i i just there just had to come where I just had to quit fighting everything anything and everything and i had to concede dana to my innermost self when it's just me in that mirror or me and my higher power i am powerless over this stuff and my life is absolutely unmanageable and i have three and a half decades of proof okay so i need to stop fighting and thinking oh well remember that one time three years ago that i went out and drank and it was fun with the guys but i forgot about those uh 500,000 other nights that i drove drunk got seven duis spent 10 years in jail and prison wrecked every relationship in my entire life push my children away push my mom away you know lived in gutters alleys homeless shelters ruined my baseball career on and on and on and this is not a woe is me thing this is a giant body of evidence that shows that i Bo Payne, cannot ever drink again one day at a time or i'm going to hurt somebody like always or myself or someone else so then it became okay so I did a thorough first step. I, I can't drink. There's just, there's just too much evidence. There's a body of evidence. So what do I do to be happy in sobriety? Because it's like a lot of us feel like we talked about earlier and, and Rodolfo was in on this conversation. It's like, okay, we quit. The bottle's gone. It's like our mistress is gone. Our comfort zone, our comfort blanket is gone. It's, it's what we turn to in times of happiness. It's what we turn to in times of sadness. If it was Tuesday afternoon, we drank. If it was Friday night, we drank. If we had a ton of money, we drank. If we were dirt poor, we drank. It was what we knew to make us get out of that miserable existence that existed between our ears. And like I said, I talk about being locked up physically, but the metaphorical prisons that human beings exist in are far worse than shackles and chains and belly chains and handcuffs. And I know Rodolfo, know, Rodolfo knows what I'm talking about with this. So sure. it, it comes to a point, Dana, where we're, we're, we're strong and, and, and a lot of us are athletes or military veterans or, you know, just, you know, we can say, you know, head of households or whatever we, we consider ourselves as, you know, just strong American males. But we've got to kind of shatter that myth if that we're also infallible and we're not invincible. And that we just have to take stock of our life and say, man, I was just wrecking everything and everybody and I've got to stop and I can't drink anymore. And that's it. You know, yeah, I think then, that's what I'm still struggling. Yeah. Because we miss it. We glamorize.
glorifies it. We, we forget the bad times, but we, we remember those little good times. The party for me ended years and years ago, but I might have had a good night or two in there in the last 20 years. What do you think I remember? The good night or two. I don't remember the 18 years of misery in jails, prisons, and institutions and sh shaking like that at 6 a.m. in the morning needing Xanax and, and malt liquor just to calm down before I could throw it all up again and then just go beg for money all day. And You know, it's just it's pitiful. And so I had to, I looked at other men in the program and I looked at spirituality and I found by working these steps in this program, they're simple, they're, they're you know, clean house, take care of our side of the street, you know. I trust in, in a higher power because I've learned to develop a relationship with a higher power. And the more that I could get out of myself and help other people, the more it did good for me in my sobriety too. So once we get stuck on our own egos exactly. and our own head, exactly. and our own mind, man, we're no we're of no use to anybody. And Rodolfo, you, obviously, you know what I'm talking about. And you don't have you don't have to be alcoholics to, to want to help other people and want to do good for other people because At I all. think it's just it's contagious, man. And 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 on that same point, one of the things that I, I I live by, I mean, I believe in I believe firmly in God, but I'm not religious at all. I do. I wake up in the morning, just do a quick prayer. I just wake up and thank you so much for another day. That's it. And just go out and and understand that life is energy. Whatever whatever we we do bad is gonna come up come up and it's gonna be shoved up here. You know what? every single time i mean always always that's a guarantee so uh all of the good stuff we do uh we could do we could go and give uh a million dollars to a guy it won't come back as money but it's gonna come back your your kids are gonna be healthy stuff you you honestly we never say thank you for for a lot of stuff um it always comes back it always comes back we have to that's Always. that's one of the things that I do. I, I don't know if he, I, I did a post. I do monthly contracts with me. I'm like, an, I, I think like an alcoholic. I think so. Now that I'm hearing you guys, uh, I do a monthly contract with me and I put goals every single month on me. I mean, ho to hold myself accountable, to know that yes. I'm doing something on me. I mean, I, I can I can say I don't have any money to donate. I can't help anybody because I have so much problems. I have to take care of myself. When you when you look outside of all of that, everything changes. You see so much light. You see so much positive positivity. You see that uh, we're all connected. We we all need each other. I can tell you stories uh, of people that I don't know if you. Uh, there's there was a guy in a wheelchair that i helped i just got off the gym i was really really tired i pushed the guy for like i don't know six blocks then i had to go back all the way to the six blocks i pushed the guy because he was going to see a friend of his when i finished pushing the guy they both picked me up and took me about yeah he had a truck so i was walking so they took me so that was immediate karma that was and that happened to me three weeks ago so yeah, that's the way life is. That's maybe it's a dumb metaphor, but that's the way life is. No. And 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 we when we do stuff, not not being selfish, not thinking of poor me. Or uh, I was always I, I used to do that a lot. Poor me. Uh, how can I help everybody if 
if I'm going through so much shit right now, how can how can I how can I make a difference? How could I I I can I mean like we were talking in the morning, Dana. I, I've done that a thousand times. I've thought that that I just can't even talk about it. I don't want to talk about it, and that's. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, we as men, we're not supposed to talk about it, our shit ever. No. We never. No. It's 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 and it's so bad. I mean, because we need to talk about shit. I mean, we take all of the yeah. shit. We take the divorce. We take we take fights with with friends. We take and we take it all in. If you <clears> tell <throat> a buddy, he's gonna go like, "Oh, you pussy! You're you have to you're crying about yeah. your friend and yeah. and it's stuff that that affects us." A lot. I mean, yeah, honestly, it's it's tough stuff, and we keep it in, and we keep it in, and we keep it in. When the bottle's full, that's when all of this, uh, all, all of the big stuff comes up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. When when I and, and 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 one thing that I that I always think when I tell somebody, talk to me, you're gonna have my absolute and total attention. I'm gonna hear you. I'm not going to be on the cell phone. I'm not going to do another thing. I'll, I'll, I'll do eye contact. I'll, I'll hear every single person that wants to talk to me because I've been on the other side where, where nobody hears you. Nobody wants to listen to your stuff. Nobody wants to. to so I'm, I'm, I'm totally conscious of that. And, and yeah, man, I'm, 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 and when I told you in the morning, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm here for you. Um, I'm, I'm a hundred percent honest on that, and yeah, 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 that's my my word of thought. It's awesome stuff, man. I mean, you guys are awesome. Um, we have a question in the chat from Shauna. Again, she's out in Colorado. Uh, she says, "Once you realize, uh, sorry, like I've got some echo. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill my. No, yeah, we hear you. Once I hear you perfect, realize you got to stop. What did no, you do or learn next?" to move forward, to get where you are today. <laughs> I'm going to mute myself again. I guess that's for me because I'm the drinker here, or is that? You get it, Or Bo. the ex-drinker? Okay. I think, yeah, I guess um, that would have to go to Bo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, thank you, Shauna, for asking that question. And once I realized, you know, I realized I had to stop a long time ago. I just wasn't willing to. And there was that part where I wasn't to admit that my life was unmanageable, even though I had mountains of evidence. So when I finally came to that point where I was absolutely broken and at rock bottom, <coughs> um, I said, yeah, I've got to stop. And I did stop. So what I did moving forward to get to where I am today is a whole lot of things. Um, Rodolfo talked about it earlier. I have immense gratitude on a daily basis for little things. You know, I'm, I'm not a religious guy, but I do believe in my higher power. Um, you know, I, I have small prayers and, and I say God, but God, God is all inclusive to me. God, God really encapsulates the word love to me. You know, love is God and God is love. And, and I say, God, please, I say, thank you for another sober day. Um, there you go, please Dana. give me some good yeah, and, and I say, just please give me some good guidance and uh, keep my motives pure, take care of my children, and help me be the best I can be. And, and that's my prayer today. And it, it's not like I'm down on my knees or, I, you know, or I'm the Dalai Lama flowing exactly. robes. And Yeah, and, and then what I did after that is I wanted to be a good person. I did not want to be that guy who took and manipulated and me, 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 
give me, give, give me, always about me. I wanted to help other people. And I'm not anti-religion at all. It's, uh, you know, and, and I grew up in the Episcopal Church, as a matter of fact. Um, and, I, and I'm still on, on occasion attend church because I enjoy it. But I, I consider, you know, my approach to life more of a spiritualistic, you know, approach, um, which is more, you know, all-inclusive. I'm not the fire and brimstone, you know, that kind of person. And I just wanted to be a better man and a better human being and, and better to my kids. And, and the way that I saw that for me as a struggling alcoholic is I emulized the people, or I, or I emulated the people who had what I wanted. And that was the light in their eyes. Like, like Rodolfo was saying, you know, I started listening to people. I, I stopped injecting my opinion into everything. I, I dropped my ego at the door, you know, and I just decided to be happy. And, uh, you know, and I live one day at a time. I, I sometimes live one moment at a time. <clears throat> and I don't, you know, a lot of, a lot of times I say, it's no big deals, man. You know, you know, I, I, and, and, I feel and, like, and, you know, and, and, uh, on that point, one of the things that, that we don't understand our brain, whatever we tell the brain is that's what's going to happen. I mean, if you wake up mm -hmm. and you say, what a shitty day, what a, today's Tuesday and yeah. the brain believes all of that. And from there on now, you're going to go and have a shitty day. I mean, you attract. One of the things that I firmly believe is that you attract what you give to the brain. When, you, when you're thinking about something or someone so much and then you see them that same day, that's, that's, that's just the brain. That's just the, 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 the wavelength, the positivity yeah. you're, you're sending to your brain. I mean, there's, yeah, yeah right? Oh, 100%. So I do, Rodolfo, one thing called, I call flip the script. And I, and I try to look at things through a different perspective. So if I'm having a bad day or if I had a bad incident or something happened to me or, or you know, just, you know, we're human beings. We don't we don't have great yeah, days yeah, all the that time. Happens to me. Yeah, for sure. I will I will look at something through through a new pair of lenses, through a new pair of glasses. You know, I will look at it through a different perspective and I'll say, how can I take this, turn it around and use this maybe to help someone else? And exactly. You know, and I firmly agree with you that if we put out good, positive vibrations, even through the bad times, we're going, those vibrations are going to ripple to other people too. You know, I don't want to leave an encounter with somebody with a bad taste in their mouth. You know, I want to put out good in there. And I'm not a saint and I'm not this and that. I make mistakes and, like and, the rest of us. Always, but, always, always. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But man, yeah, we're what always... we tell our, yeah, but what we, like you said, what we tell our brain is what we're going to manifest in the world physically and through our mouths or through our words through our actions exactly. and if we're telling our brain this day sucks i hate life i hate that person i hate her i hate him i hate the yeah. I hate the weather i hate the then what do you think our our disposition through the day is going to be we're going to be angry yeah, and mad exactly. and people are not going to yeah, want to be yeah, around yeah. us but if we say okay thank you for the rain um i disagree with what you said but i love you yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm happy you have your opinion. And that's what I want people to see because more love, more tolerance. And this isn't like a, you know, let's all kumbaya together. But seriously, more love and more understanding and more tolerance. In yeah, this for sure. Is, is yeah, what we and, put and, out. And, 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 and you said it, we're going to get it back. And, and honestly, uh, the world, you, you don't even see it, this, but the world is, is, is really shitty right now all around. I mean, it's all negativity. It's all everybody's yeah. just pulling on everybody. It's all 
that guy did that, that when 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 you go into a room and you smile, people think you're crazy. That's that's I the know. type of world we live right now. Yeah. I mean, if 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 somebody is walking, I went into a meeting a dance, the other day and somebody said, How you doing, man? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna right? say and, I, I answered this guy. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, just no, no, I, I was in a meeting. I was in a meeting the other day, and and this guy comes up to me and says, "How you doing, man?" And he had a nice smile on his face. I said, "Man, I'm doing great. How are you?" And this one miserable old guy's like, "That's a bunch of bullshit. No one's ever doing great. Join the human race." And I just like I didn't even I didn't even respond, man. You know, it's just like I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight back verbally with that guy. He's like, and, you know, and, whatever, and, man. And one of the things you could do, boo. On on that boat is 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 just try to to send some positivity. You know that guy's going through some bad shit. So yes. yeah. just try to go. It's not going to their their yeah they're vibrating low. So try to go to that low level. Take the smile off. Just go. What what's up? Why 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 is it why doesn't it why isn't it today a good day for you or what what's up? Yeah. And they'll spill their yeah. guts out. I know. And, you know, you never yeah. can tell looking at somebody what kind of day they're having. And I mean, you can, but I mean, they may. I'm just, my point is, is that you can look at somebody who may be on the outward facade being very happy, but inside there's something seriously going on with them. For sure. And I had for trouble sure. for a long time matching my insides, which were just so terribly broken and I was scared of everything, like I mentioned earlier, and I compared them to everybody who looks so wonderful on the outside. And why do they sound so great? And why do they look so great? And why am I dying inside? And why can't, why do I not fit in? And why do I feel weird? And why, you know, and, and it's just a big lie. Alcohol is a big lie. And, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. and I finally yeah. realized that, you know, and it's just the giant lie, and, man, that we all go through stuff. And, None of us are perfect. And, and Bo, it's it's and, and and in your case it's alcohol. In another guy's case, it could be a car. It could be clothes. It could be all of that stuff. All of that superficial stuff. It's just we're we're putting on masks on 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 depression, on insecurity, on. So we have to look for basic stuff that we have inside of us. I mean. People buy the big houses. That doesn't work for happiness at all. I mean, at all, at all. It, it becomes a bigger problem. So yeah, on on on, yeah. on you guys' cases, it's that. But but we have to go in and to the roots of and and honestly think. I had to do a, a deep search on me and, and say what's 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 wrong with me. I mean, I could say yeah, everybody leaves me. Everybody does this that. What's wrong with me when you see 20 cars going in, in the other on the other side and you say all of these dumbasses are going the wrong way? It's on you. I mean, if you if, <laughs> if you're the only car that going is that's going on, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. It's you, on you. you. Just go with one, two, three, four, five, six cars. They're all going the wrong way, and I'm 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 yeah. going on my lane, and and no, it's it's on you, and you have to do a strong. You have to analyze yourself. It's gonna hurt. It's you're gonna cry. You're gonna shout. You're gonna get mad. But you're gonna find the problem. And if you can change it, the the world just goes 360 degrees on you. I mean, that's awesome. 
and 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 you don't have to wait till you get rock bottom you, you no, know the you problem don't. we all know that yeah we all know the problem for sure you don't have to wait till you, you you're bleeding on the floor you have to go when you're when you're knee deep just go what's what's what 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 would make me happy it's it's an easy question what would make me happy what yeah. could i change in my life that could make me happy what do i want in life and as soon as you know that go for it and every single day you're going to be motivated to do something different in you so yeah that's that's awesome hey bo i got another question for you thank you rodolfo i hate to cut you no, off no, no, yeah. sorry bro no 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 like, you could sorry i got another question for bo because it has to do with uh drinking drinking says, uh, <laughs> but yeah it's great so either bo or i have to feel this one and i'm only eight weeks all in. you uh, well, so, I mean, and my social wanna... life really doesn't change regardless. Like I go to take my son to soccer practice and I go to the gym and swim and I go to home Depot and shit. So, um, question <laughs> for Carlos is, did your social life change once you stopped drinking? He says, I've been going out, there are drinks involved, but I feel uncomfortable explaining why I don't drink. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you two guys that same question where we were talking a while, a while ago. Yeah, for sure. Awesome question. Do you want me to take this one? Please, Gina, or do you... go for it. Okay, so, man, this is, Carlos, thank you. Uh, this is one of the, the, the most often asked questions that I, that I hear. Um, and to be honest with you, my social life changed for the better. Um, in early sobriety, I felt like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to miss going to the bars or I'm going to go miss having drinks at dinner, but I could never just have one or two drinks. You know, once I had one or two drinks, next thing I know, I was working on 20. Um, everything in my life got better, but I had to fight through early sobriety, you know, and really I stayed away from bars and, and things like that. I'm in airports a lot nowadays and traveling and I'm always at the bars in, in restaurant or in airports because I'm a huge football fan and sports fan. And that's where the TVs and the sports games are on. But I found Carlos that, you know, when people, you know, say, Hey, can I buy you a drink with a stranger at the airport or at a bar or whatever? All I say is, uh, no, thanks, man. I don't drink. And that's all I say. And nine times out of 10, they'll say, okay, cool. Because you know what? They're not thinking about us. They're glad they don't have to buy us a drink. <laughs> I mean, that means there's more money exactly. for them, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and, and I think that as alcoholics, and I'm not saying, Carlos, you're an alcoholic. I, I don't know you, but it's a wonderful question. But I think that we get so self-absorbed in ourselves that we think that everybody is thinking about us when in actuality <laughs> they're thinking about themselves. Um, but yes, exactly. it's a legitimate yes. question. It's a legitimate question. I go to ball games. I go to minor league baseball games. I go to uh, basketball games. I hike. Uh, I mountain bike. I, you know, I, I work out. Um, I try to stay active. I do things that make me feel good about myself. And towards the end of my drinking, all I did was sit in a room in my little apartment and just a whiskey and take pills and drink beer all day long and didn't have a soul left to my name. So um, we just have to kind of get over that feeling of life is over without alcohol, because for me and for you, Carlos, as well, life will just start beginning without alcohol and your social life will change. I mean, everything. And this is a forum, but I mean, I'm going to say this too. Intimacy gets better. <laughs> I mean, you know, without saying, you know, I mean, just relationships, sex, inf <laughs> you know, intimacy, 
hanging out with friends. I mean, every last thing for me and my life improved, but I had to have faith and I had to continue to have faith, man. So yeah, sorry about maybe well, that last answer, but it's a no, real no, thing that people are concerned don't about. Don't apologize oh, no, for no, that because no, I see yeah. memes all the time that say real loud and proud, sober sex is better. And yeah. you know, I mean, it's all <laughs> about sure, feeling yeah. the feels, whatever the feels are. But, but to that point, I wanted to ask you guys to describe how do you, and you were talking about this on Bo when we were doing the rehearsal uh, this afternoon and we were just kind of shooting the shit then together. Uh, you're talking about how you, you like right when you quit uh, the thing that you're most used to using to not feel the feels is alcohol. So at the time when you are starting to feel the feels, which would describe me this week, um, you know, I woke up yesterday morning and had the first morning craving for a beer I think I've ever had in my life. And so how do you, uh, this is another thing Katie Mack talks about, or I'm um, sorry, on my episode three with Nikita, uh, Nikita Meta, who is a recovery coach on the Reframe app. She talked about feeling the totality of human experience, both the good and the bad. And she said she tries to not even use those qualifiers. They're just feelings. And so when we accept uh, the feelings as they come and um, on our app, it does urge, urge surfing. It calls it as the idea of, you know, I'm a surfer, I want to be anyway. And I, it's my favorite thing in the world to do. And I don't ever get to do it. But you know, like that wave comes and it goes, <laughs> it comes and it goes, and you just need to ride the wave for a while and let the craving or let the feeling of worthlessness or helplessness or whatever it is, you just need to sit with it and not drink. How do you guys take the good with the bad and not drink, especially when it's bad? But even sometimes when you feel good, you're like, well, hell, I can feel better and I'll have a drink. So how do you feel the feels and not drink? Um, I'll, I'll start with this since it's a drinking question again, <laughs> Rodolfo. Um, look, there's going to be some I'll tough times. My side. Yeah. Do, do you want yeah, do you want to go or do you? No, no, you okay. go, go ahead. I'll tell you my Okay. Well. You bet. And I'll be brief on this. Um, look, I, there's no other way to spin it. There's going to be some tough times in early sobriety. And sometimes we just got to fight through. And, and if the best we can do in early sobriety, you know, on a tough day is not take a drink, then we win and we live to fight another day. And the more distance we put between ourselves and that last drink, things start to come to us our our intuition comes to us things flow organically these these leaps these these hills and valleys or you know peaks and valleys instead of like down and up they start to kind of kind of even out like that and those waves are not like you know 25 foot waimea waves they're like six foot you know florida coast waves <laughs> you know and it's and they're easier to ride and you know but we have to do the work just simple things and I promise you that life gets easier, you know, nothing worth, you know, you know, all the generic sayings, but you know, nothing worth great having, you know, having, um, you know, it just it doesn't get handed to us on a silver platter. We've got to put in work. And for me, my faith in a higher power and my faith and hope uh, that things would get better, never wavered. And slowly but surely, 
uh, my life came back to me and my life is balanced today and i, I preach balance a lot I, I speak a lot and and balance is so important you know balance of sleep balance of you know diet balance of you know a healthy time with meditation you talk about you know i meditate a little bit you know maybe 15 minutes in the morning but when when thoughts come through and into my head and they they jumble up we're not taught to stop them right now we just let them go on by man just let them go on by they're no big deals and just bring ourselves back to center and that's just an easier softer way so when these urges and cravings happen just you know i would call somebody you know if they're really bad you know or i would maybe get eating if that's your thing or um but a lot of times it's okay just to sit with our troubles and to sit with our uncomfortability because it's going to pass just for me i just let it go on past and this too shall pass and, and generally Within a short period of time, I'm back to feeling good. So, yeah. Um, on my side, I was going to tell you, um, yeah, I'll, 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 everything that both said, and and just put it as a goal. When you beat it, when you when you say I woke up, I will have the cravings. I mean, and you say I beat it. I mean, that's a huge step. I mean, that's yeah. when you were saying that that mortal me normal me i mean if you beat that you're a better man than i am i mean we 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 i mean i don't i don't have the alcohol problem but i have a lot of dumb yeah. cravings you have and bad mm -hmm. bad you have bad eating habits stuff like that when that happens to me i when i beat it if i one one maybe it's a dumb example but when i want to buy something that i oh, know i don't good. need and you say, uh, I, I, I didn't buy it. I kept my money in my pocket. Now you have a great decision of what to do with that money you didn't waste on, yes. on dumb stuff. Yes. You could yes. do something Can I add, with it. Yeah, for and sure. Can I add on ahead, to that, Rodolfo? Um, yeah, yeah, that is sure. so important because it's so important because alcoholism is, is, is but a symptom of something deeper, of the, the exactly. disease for me of wanting, wanting more, wanting to shop to yeah. make myself feel better but three days later the thing that i bought i hate and i have buyer's remorse and now i'm stuck with it exactly. Or, exactly. or 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 women women or 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 relationships or uh just material stuff that it that doesn't last and so if i'm able to pat myself on the back and say hey good job man good job for not buying those pair of nike or good you know i mean that's exactly. money that i can you know maybe buy my daughter something with or maybe you know pay a bill exactly. with or, or there you go. go out to dinner exactly. and enjoy it you know and so everybody out there listening i know dana and i know rodolfo will agree with me 100 percent is that happiness comes from the inside it is an intrinsic exactly. inside job and until i learned that i was lost but when i found out that i'm the only one who's responsible for my own happiness i started to become happy plain and simple exactly and in the day the days that i'm having kind of a down day or whatever i'm able to turn it around and and Dana, the, the 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 point that I was trying to make on that is that energy that you didn't waste on buying that beer, take it in you and use it and and, and waste it on your kids, waste it on going out, take a crazy ass swim that day, be grateful uh, for being in, in water. Just take that energy yes. and 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 use it on something positive, and that energy will be. I mean, it's not eternal, but it, it's going to last you uh, a huge amount of time 
instead of just having the beer there, then all the consequences, all the bad shit. Uh, yeah, just just put it in perspective what what didn't happen all of the stuff you you saved yourself from not having that beer put it in a in a bag and all of that energy negative energy take it and see it as a as a positive thing and use it on you i mean that's, a, that's actually a, what i did was i i went and got a monster at like 6 a.m awesome and then i had like four monsters all day. It was terrible, but it's like Bo said, hey, awesome. the monster may not be the best thing, but at least it's not booze. So right now exactly. I'm destroying my parasympathetic nervous system or whatever, but I also <laughs> have ADHD well, and, and caffeine actually calms me down. So I'm kind of weird like that. We have one. <laughs> Thank you both for that. We've got one final um, question from Jez. Again, Jez is out in LA. She's awesome. She has a, I, she says, I have a question for Rodolfo. Does he have a recommendation for how we can encourage our kids who saw us be drinkers to not drink and choose a sober, a sober life uh, up front, which is a brilliant question to end on. That's an awesome question. Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on my case, I didn't have the B option. It was, it was, but I, I was talking to, to both of you guys that my brother, uh, followed the 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 seeing my my parents drinking thing, and I didn't. One of the things that I that I think is you could use in your favor right now is that everybody's following trends, and one of the trends right now is to be not be like everybody else. And uh, one of the things you could tell your kids is absolutely everybody and 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 their friends are just drinking and drinking and partying and drugs and and weed and all of that. If you're the only one that's not doing it, you're gonna be the first one they're gonna look at. Yeah. I mean, um, at the, in in my case, I mean, every single place that I go, I, I ask for water. Even if I'm in a restaurant, so that makes me either I'm cheap, or that makes me an alcoholic. So I don't think I, I, I am kind of cheap, but but on the alcoholic side, they always tell me that that oh, so you have a problem? Then I'm like, no, I'm not, I don't have a problem, but 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 I don't drink. And people are gonna see honestly if you're if you're in a table with ten people, and you're the only fifteen year old that says. No, I'm good. I'll have two beers. You're gonna, you're, people are gonna look at you. So, I think that that's one of the ways you can tell your kids you're gonna be special that way. Everybody else is drinking. You'll you'll be the only one, and and on the side of of girlfriends and all of that, you'll be the safe one. I was always the safe one. I was always the one that drove people back to their homes. I was always the guy that that. Every single parent, even if I was as dangerous as you could think of, uh, but I didn't drink. So every parent was like, yeah, go with Rodolfo. He, he doesn't drink at all. So maybe that's one way I, I think that we could uh, get our kids uh, to, and I mean, my five-year-olds, see my ex-wife, uh, she always has a beer, two beers. So they see me asking, asking for water. And honestly, it's something that, that they, they do like, we don't like beer, right, dad? And I'm like, we don't like beer. And it's, I mean, you never know it. At 18, they're gonna have beers for sure. 
but if we could just if we could start with with just small stuff i think it goes a long way so thank you so much for the question i i, I lost her name yes yeah, yes she's just a phenomenal lady and oh, awesome i am glad that she asked that question because it reminds me to thank her because we are streaming this via restream.io. I'm not being paid to mention them, but I'm on here because of Jez. She's the one who said, Hey, I've heard about this oh. streaming service. And, you know, she has been a faithful listener and encourager in our Instagram chat group. And she said, Hey, check this out. I have a friend who streams with it. And it's so easy that even a 42 year old doofus like me was able to at least get it working somewhere. I'm with you. I've got some crazy like <laughs> reverb in my AirPods right now, but whatever. As long as it's not awkward for you no, guys. I hear you perfect. <laughs> That's great. I just want to thank you all for joining um, and asking questions, commenting. I want to thank um, our three guests. Dan has been messaging me on Instagram saying, like, I'm so sorry. He's like, he's like, my internet never does this. And I was like, it's not you. It's me. I can affect <laughs> machines even from, you know, 100 miles away. He's down in Mason, Ohio and up, up near Columbus. Oh, but um, you can learn about Dan's. You can hear Dan's story. Um, on my episode number five, uh, if you want to go to uh, my Instagram at I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye, uh, you can also uh, Google it, and it's available on various uh, like twelve different platforms. I think just Google I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye uh, podcast, and it's on Spotify and Amazon and <coughs> Google. And I'm trying to add new stuff every day. Um, you can get in touch with Bo out in Boise, Idaho area at Soberbow, that's B-E-A-U, as in the French spelling, at Soberbow. And you can get in touch with Rodolfo down in uh, Texas. Uh, his handle is at Hairless Lion, and the number one, Hairless Lion One. <laughs> and um, he is doing a fundraiser uh, for uh, – a girl who has cancer and he made some custom t-shirts and i've got one on order it's in it's in the mail coming to me so if you are interested in supporting that the family wants to remain anonymous and i don't even know who they are i just was like give me one of the damn t-shirts so if you guys want to you, uh, join rodolfo in that effort you can message him there on instagram again at hairless lion one uh and dan Larrick is also at at Larrick, l-a-r-r ICK underscore fitness. And I just want to thank you all for being here. Alcohol and masculinity. Hey, you know, like here's some dudes who have various experiences with drinking, uh, various experiences with life. And I just want to thank you both uh, for being here and thank Dan for faithfully trying to get back on here for a free <laughs> an hour. And again, thank you to everyone from uh, coast to coast. We'll be back with episode number seven soon. More to follow. Follow us on Instagram. Shoot us a message and uh, have a great evening wherever you are. I will sign off by saying goodbye, alcohol, and hello, life. Peace. Blessings. Blessings. Right. Thanks so much. God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dana. You guys Take care, are guys. Awesome. Thanks Thank again. Thank you so much for the time.